Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 99 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Shannon Mattern about running your business as a side hustle. We chat about a lot of topics, including how she got started with her business and the transition that she made to running it full time. We also talk about how you can run your business as a side hustle and have that be beneficial and the difference between that and running a full-time business. Shannon shares about creating a strategic plan when you're growing a side hustle and some tips for balancing full-time job, business on the side, and self-care, as well as how you can transition to a full-time gig and the things that you need to do to prepare. Shannon Mattern shows side hustlers, bloggers, entrepreneurs, and freelancers how to build a website, grow an audience via online marketing, and turn their expertise into income. You can think of Shannon as your WordPress BFF. Through her signature course, The 5-Day Website Challenge, she has empowered over 6,600 people to DIY their website with WordPress. Shannon's mission is to empower those who want the freedom, flexibility, and financial independence that an online business can provide by removing the tech barriers holding them back. In January of 2018, Shannon transitioned from side hustler to self-employed, and she shares her journey, strategies, and tactics via her podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers, which you can find on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you check out her podcast, especially if you're a side hustler, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but I'd love for you to tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and how you got started in business and what it is that you help people do. Yeah, so I am Shannon Mattern. I have a website called WordPress BFF, and I help business owners who are just getting started um, learn how to build their website and do all of the tech behind, you know, getting their website set up, getting their email list set up, and um, really just kind of figuring out how to navigate marketing themselves online from a technical standpoint. So I started my business in, I want to say in 2015, like late 2014, early 2015, uh, as a side hustle. I had a full-time job at a nonprofit here in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm from. And I had just really started to feel like there was more to life. (laughs) You know, I was feeling like super burnt out, drained, depressed, you know. And at the time, I was just thinking, oh, this job, if I didn't have this job, my whole life would be different. How can I go be my own boss? What can I do to be in control of my time, be in control of my income and have a little more freedom. So I I did WordPress development at my job. It was the one thing that like I really, really loved. And I was at the gym one day and this girl was like, oh, hey, I see her all the time. Are are you a teacher? And I was like, no, I work in um, marketing for a nonprofit and I do web design on the side. And like, it just kind of came out. I 
hadn't really had a client <laughs> yet, but there was like something, something in me that just, I was just like, well, I'll say it and see what happens. And she happened to need a web developer. And so we met and we got coffee and it, that kind of started my freelance web design career. Well, I quickly figured out that having a full-time job and also trying to do freelance web design one-on-one -on, -one on the side for clients was like, you know, having even more bosses, working even more hours, that was like not the answer um, that I was searching for. So I was trying to figure out like, how can I make this work? And of course, podcasts are always the answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast, and he started talking about affiliate marketing and how he generates revenue by recommending other people's products and services. And he happened to mention like web hosting and a couple of other things. And I was like, wait, what? This is a thing. Like all of these tools that I use every single day to build sites at my day job and for clients, they like will pay you to record. I was like, so that's why people create tutorials online. And like, <laughs> I just had this like epiphany moment and I was like, well, heck I can do this too. And so that's kind of where my whole business was born of creating awesome free content to help, you know, people build the kind of websites that they need to build to, to market themselves online. And I can give all that away for free to people and I earn money on affiliate commissions. So that's like the long story of kind of how this got started. And so it's grown every single year. And last year I quit my day job and this supports me full time. All right. So how long were you doing both things at the same time? Ooh, three years. Okay. So you took quite a journey to kind of make that transition, which I know a lot of people, they start a business and they want to jump into doing it full time as soon as possible. So I love that you took a little bit longer to do that. Was there a reason behind that? Well, I wanted to jump right away. <laughs> I wanted to jump right away. I really wanted to escape the job that I, that I didn't like. But what I discovered was like, that was my choice to not like that job. And the feelings that I had about it were really keeping me from being able to build my business faster, you know, cause when you're going and you're dreading something and you're doing something all day that you just have a bad attitude about, you don't have a whole lot of energy at the end of the day to then go work on your side hustle. So I had to really get my mind right about my day job in order to have the energy to continue to grow my business. And I didn't come up with that myself. I had hired a business coach to help me and she kind of coached me through that and also really encouraged me to, while you have this paycheck coming in, how about you really build a strong, solid foundation in your business when you have this safety net of this paycheck coming in to really support you. And then I decided um, at some point, like, I'm going to see how big I can grow this thing while I have a constraint on my time and really get the systems going. And, you know, I'll decide to quit once I know it's, it's as big as it can get while I still have this full-time job. And I got a promotion in that three years. So, <laughs> so everything kind of changed by the end, it was like a tough decision because I had kind of like fallen back in love with my day job again, but I really wanted to pursue my own business. Okay. So my story is a little different, which is why I'm excited to have you on. I started my business in 2015 as well, but it was after I relocated. So I didn't have a full-time job because I 
was in a new city. And so I started, I did some freelancing from home and then transitioned to also offering services. So I never did that, like run doing a nine to five and then coming home and running a side hustle. So I love hearing from people who do because it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs do end up doing things that way. And it was just not how things worked out for me. Everybody has a different story. And I, and I like, I love how, you know, everyone's journey to being an entrepreneur or freelancer is totally different. And we all have like different lessons that we can share with each other about, about how it went. Yeah. So how is running your business as a side hustle different from doing it full time? <laughs> That's a great question. I think for me, the biggest difference was, you know, when it, when it was a side hustle, I had a lot more freedom to take risks because like I said, I had a paycheck coming in from my day job that, you know, paid all my bills at home. So anything that I made in the business, I reinvested back into the business. I had more money coming into the business to spend on the business. Mm -hmm. With that came some maybe frivolous spending decisions that I don't make now, now that I have to pay my paycheck out of that. So I have to really be much more cognizant of how I am spending money in the business um, because I need to pay my paycheck out of that. And for the first three years, I really didn't pay myself that much. Like, I put a lot back into the business, you know, saved up um, just kind of like a emergency fund in the business. And I invested a lot in coaching and courses and different things that now that I'm on my own and that's the only source of income coming and I don't do that. So I think that that's the biggest difference for me is just really being a lot more vigilant in my expenses in the business now that I'm full time. Yeah, that makes total sense. Did you find that there was a difference in kind of how you worked to make the most of your time when you were doing this as a side hustle versus um, full-time? Because I know there are some days when I work here full-time that I don't have very much to get done and I'm like procrastinating. I can take my time about things that you probably can't if you are trying to get it in in a limited amount of hours. What was really interesting for me is that when I was when it was a side hustle, you know, and I had my days jam packed, I'd like wake up early, I'd do a couple hours on the side hustle before work, I'd go to work, you know, do a little bit of work in the afternoon, weekends, I'd take a day off of my day job every week, I'd flex my schedule so I could like spend Thursdays doing um, work on the business. And I kind of got into that grind and that like 60, 70, 80 hour work week and, and that I got used to that. When I went full time in my business after I quit my day job, that was a really difficult transition because I was still kind of like in hustle, go, go, go workaholic mode. <laughs> and I had to plan and schedule things um, to make it all work while I was side hustling. I still had to plan and schedule things to make it all work when I was full time, but like I did not know how to slow down and I totally burnt myself out. So it wasn't until I would say like October of this year, like the 10th month in that I really like had to chill out and, and really like do things a little bit differently. So for me, it wasn't hard to stay motivated. It was hard to slow down. And I realized it's because like, if I think back on it, it's because I was just terrified. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't have this paycheck coming in anymore. I have to make this all work. I have to generate this revenue. Like if I stop working, 
for a second, like, you know, this could all fall apart, which is totally nonsense now that I, <laughs> that I think about it. But that was really the big difference for me. So I didn't find it hard to stay motivated. I found it hard to like find balance because of that fear. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that I'm sure is something a lot of people experience. Uh, I did as well. You go from working in an environment where, you know, you have to show up for these certain amount of hours. And even when I was at my desk, I didn't always have something to do, but I had to be there. And I think we bring that same mindset into running a business, but we have the flexibility and it just takes getting used to taking advantage of that. Yeah, I feel like now I'm finally like, I'm going to schedule a yoga class at 9am three days a week. And I'm going to go to that. And I'm going to tell anybody that wants to meet with me, like I have another commitment. And that's just like a totally, it really did take a while to kind of break out of that employee mindset and that, that side hustle mindset to really kind of take full control of the freedom that I, that I do have. And I mean, like you said, yesterday, I was like, exhausted after kind of working all morning on something. I had like an hour and a half where I really didn't have to do anything unless, you know, it was just like my decision whether I did it or not. I didn't have an obligation to a client and I took a nap and it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best. Yes. Okay. So you talked a little bit about this as we were answering this last question, but how can keeping your business as a side hustle for that longer amount of time be beneficial? I just love to know for people who feel like either they don't want to leave their full-time job yet or they're stuck there for financial reasons, you know, how is that kind of a benefit to your business? So many ways. So I think, you know, first we touched on, you know, having the paycheck coming in so you can take, you know, have a little more freedom and flexibility in your side hustle. But I think it just gives you the freedom to take your time to build the business, to build a strong foundation for the business, to really like hone the type of clients you want to work with, especially if you're a service-based business, transitioning from taking anybody that wants to work with you to taking like the clients that really like fuel your soul and make make it so that, you know, you absolutely love what you do and you can't wait to go to work to serve these clients. You know, I think sometimes when you're a brand new service provider and you're just starting out, at least it was this way for me, I took anybody that, you know, said that they wanted to hire me and it was rough. So I think having the time and the freedom to really develop that strong foundation and figure out what you want that business to be before your really dependent on it for for income is a huge benefit. And then kind of being forced with the constraint of time to figure out systems and processes to be super efficient, I think is also a benefit of not having all the time in the world to really, you know, provide the services or do the um, what's required in the business, I think is also an interesting facet to it being a side hustle and having a full-time job. Yeah. And I love you mentioned about getting the processes set up because when you're doing something just full time, you can do things very inefficiently. I have done that in my own business and it wasn't until I got really busy with client work that I was like, oh, I need to have some of this automated if I can to make it easier on myself. And I had to do it all, you know, after I had been running a business for a while. 
Yeah. You figure out pretty quickly, like if I want to make more money, but I don't have more time to do it, I have to be more efficient. Yeah. That's definitely a, it can be a stressor, but if you look at it as a benefit, it can be really helpful for you in the long run. Okay. So I'd love to know your opinion on letting clients know that you run a business part-time. Do you do that? Do you think that that's helpful? And how would you go about like letting people know this is not my full-time job? That is a great question. I'm trying to think back to when I was side hustling. I think people knew that it was a side hustle. I don't think I really came out and said, you know, oh, this isn't my full-time job. What I trended towards more is really establishing like my availability to them. Okay. Not necessarily in terms of, you know, I have a full-time job. This is my side hustle because I, I feel like that makes them feel like maybe they're not as important or that they're not a priority, which no client paying you like wants to feel like <laughs> they're not a priority. But what I really did and, and I did not do this off the bat. I learned this the hard way where I'm like sitting in meetings for my day job and my phone's blowing up with a client having an emergency and being stressed out about like, how am I going to, you know, serve these two masters? What I really figured out over time was setting up that client project boundary in the first place. Like, here's how we're going to communicate. Here's what you can expect as far as me being responsive to you. Here are pre-scheduled meetings on times that I'm actually <laughs> available to talk to you, you know? And so setting up all of those boundaries based on your availability, whether it's a side hustle or not, just always helps things run so much more smoothly to where you don't have to say, I'm not available this time to this time because I have a job. You just say like, I am available this, this, and this, and here's what you can expect when we work together. So doing that, whether it's your side hustle or your full-time gig or not, just makes for such better client projects and experiences all the way around. At least it did for me. Okay. That makes sense. So you didn't necessarily put it out there as this is my part-time on the side thing, but it was more about just letting people know when they would hear from you, when they could expect things. So you're not being bombarded with phone calls and emails of people expecting responses when you're not working on your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people knew just because it, it was kind of part of my brand, you know, like the same story I'm telling you now about, you know, here's how my business got started. And, you know, people that would come to me from one-on-one -on -one web design work came to me through my free training and decided like, hey, I didn't, don't want to do this myself. I want to hire her. But you know, through my blog and, you know, my podcast, they knew that it was a side hustle. So it's not like something I kept under wraps. It just wasn't part of our conversation of like working together. Part of what it takes to run a successful online business is having the right tools for the job. I'm sharing a list of all of the tools I use in my business in my toolbox. And you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox to download it now. These include tools that I use for podcasting, designing, running my business, and other things. So you can get a real inside look at everything that I use every day in order to serve my clients well and grow my business. Again, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com slash my dash toolbox. Now you mentioned that you ended up taking one day a week off. Was that when you scheduled phone calls with people or did you do some of those in the evenings and how did that go? 
Yeah. So I had the, you know, I had mentioned that I got a promotion during that, that three years. So with that promotion came like a lot of flexibility in my work hours, which is super awesome. I was in a unique position in that regard. So I would flex my schedule to where I'd work like for 10 hour days and then, you know, take Thursdays off just for my own business and work from home and whatever. Typically on those Thursdays, I would actually do client work on those days because it would be like an uninterrupted day where I could like code a website or, you know, do something like that where I'm not being interrupted um, all day with meetings and stuff. I typically took my meetings like on my lunch hour. So if anyone that like worked with me listening to this, like they would know that I would put like a post-it note on my door it said on a conference call, but it would typically be like a client meeting that I scheduled from like noon to one, or I do them in the evenings, um, like our office closed at five. So I would actually stay late at my office, close my office door and from five to six or six to seven do client calls because that's when rush hour traffic is the worst. <laughs> so I like sit at my office while everyone's like stuck in rush hour traffic and then I'd leave at 6 or 6.30 and get home at the same time as if I was like sitting in um, bumper to bumper traffic. So that's really how I tried to, to do it. And I kept that one day to either work like specifically on client projects or specifically on like my own business marketing stuff if I didn't have a client project. Okay. And did your day job know that you were doing this or was that something you were kind of keeping under wraps? Yeah, they knew. So when my CEO offered me the promotion, um, when she called me into her office, they called me into a meeting to discuss my position. I was like, oh gosh, they found out that I'm doing this. I'm about to get fired. So I went in and they offered me a promotion. And I said, well, I wanted to let you know that I have my own business. I started it over a year ago and it is my plan to grow it to the point where I, I leave. And so I wouldn't want to take a I wouldn't want to take this promotion to just turn around and you know leave in six months to a year. And what they, what my boss, who she was awesome, I was so fortunate to have a boss like this um, because she said, "Look, you know, we're filling this position regardless of whether you do it or not. We would love to have you. Yeah, I know that you have your own business. Um, I think that." all the ideas that you're bringing to us because of everything that you're learning in your business is a value add to us. So, you know, if you're developing yourself professionally outside of our company on your own, and we're going to get the benefit of that as long as you're here, yeah, we'll take that all day. And so I thought that that was just such a great perspective on having an employee that's growing a side hustle and eventually wants to leave your company that your boss is going to say, hey, let's take advantage of this as long as you're here. And also, we're getting such a benefit from everything that you're learning and contributing that I'll support you. Go ahead and flex your schedule, like do what you need to do. Yeah, that's a great situation. And I love kind of her perspective on things. I think even for people who are doing a business full time, sometimes we worry that, you know, if we ever tried to get back into a regular day job, it would be really hard. But she was right in saying that you're learning skills that you would bring to any company you would join. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just even like, you know, hey, I want to take time off to go to this conference. 
even if my business that I was growing didn't necessarily fully align, like very two very separate businesses, but the leadership skills that I was acquiring and just all of those things that you have to grow personally to own your own business. I mean, would you agree? There's yes. a lot you have to overcome. <laughs> um, and it just helps you grow as a person. And that's just always, I think that that can be a benefit to any company that, you know, to support an employee's side hustle, you know, with a flexible schedule or something like that, because it can be a win-win for the company as long as that person is professional and mature enough to like be able to handle it. Yeah. Okay. So I'd love to know a little bit more about how people who are doing a side hustle can create a strategic plan for growing their business and which areas they should really focus on in, you know, their limited amount of time and with the resources that they have so that they can do that growth and see the results that you saw. Yeah, I think that's such a great thing to focus on. I think that, you know, any strategic plan's got to kind of start with like your end goal in mind, you know, what is it that you really want to achieve? Do you want to quit your day job? Do you want to just earn a certain extra amount of money? Everybody's goal is a little is totally different. So making sure that you know exactly what your end game is is really going to be like the driving force behind you know creating uh, a strategic plan that's going to work for you, and then getting real specific into like what it's going to take to accomplish that. So like I think about like, okay, I want to quit my day job. So I need to replace my income or maybe you don't need to replace your income, but you know, you need to make like X number of dollars, like figuring that out first, I think is key. And then figuring out, okay, like what is it going to take to make that happen? How many clients do I have to have? How many packages do I need to sell? really figuring that out. And then like back to what you said earlier, making sure that you have processes and systems in place to support that. Like, are you able in the amount of time that you have to actually like pull that off, you know? And if not, you know, what would it take for you to bring on help to support some of that? Maybe you need to make a little bit more money because you're paying somebody else, but what would that take? So really just kind of thinking through all of those things and having just a real clear idea about the numbers, I think is huge. And then thinking like, what's the process of me bringing on a new customer? Like, how do people find out about me? How do they get to know, like, and trust me? All of that stuff. And understanding that side and then just putting as much of your time as possible into that. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to spend a significant amount of time serving your clients, but also a significant amount of time finding new ones. So it's a lot to do when you're a side hustler. If you can bring on help to help on one side or the other, whether it's the client service side or the finding new clients side, I think that that can be really, really helpful because it's hard to do it all <laughs> when, you're, when you're the one providing all the services and bringing on the new clients and working the job and probably taking care of your family too. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like it's about choosing like those very specific things that you need to work on to grow your business and focusing on those instead of letting yourself get distracted by all the other things that can come up that, you know, we want to take advantage of everything, but we have to stay focused on what's actually going to grow our business. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been totally guilty of like, following shiny objects because it's fun or it's exciting, especially 
because I love technology and I love like digging in and figuring out how something works. It's like, you know, oh, I'm going to do webinars. Oh, I'm going to do Facebook ads. Oh, I'm going to do this. And then that's why I mentioned like, how do you really bring clients on and focusing on that and kind of putting your blinders on to all the other things, especially when you have, <laughs> have the limited time because just focusing on the basics and doing the basics really well. And depending on what your goals are, if you do want to, you know, go full time, freeing up some of your time to do those things. Like I know that tendency about myself. So I like schedule, I actually write this in my planner. I call it a scroll day (laughs) where I have time blocked to work, but I don't have anything specific that I'm working on. So I can kind of like follow those shiny objects to my heart's content (laughs) (laughs) and not feel like so structured. So I have to give myself that creative freedom um, every now and again. Okay. So do you have any tips for balancing a full-time job, a side hustle, and making sure you're getting in some self-care? Scheduling all the way. Scheduling is the key. And I resisted it for so long. Um, because I, I wanted to be free, you know, I wanted to feel freedom. I didn't want to schedule. I didn't want to, you know, have to be working on certain things, certain times. But, um, what I found after resisting scheduling for so long and and burning myself out is that a schedule really is the key to freedom. So I would on Sunday, Sunday night, I'd plan out my week. I'd be, I'd know what's on my calendar at my day job for that week, what day I had meetings, what day I had to be in the office. And, So I could plan all that out. Then I could like plan all my side hustle stuff around that. And then, you know, when clients would email or whatever, I'd have a really clear boundary to say, okay, my next available opening is the end of next week instead of just trying to fit it in and then not going out to dinner with friends because you're still working or skipping the gym because you're still working because you didn't like plan all that stuff. So I say like, schedule your personal stuff and then schedule everything else around it. I was terrible about that for a long time. And my friends, even when I started, um, when I quit my day job and I was working for myself, they're like, your boss is a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'd be like, I can't, I'm working. And they're just like, really? Like, but you can, you're in charge of this, you know? So I think just planning that time and then honoring the plan is, is huge. Okay. So I'd love to know what you would suggest for a business owner who is preparing to transition from running their business as a side hustle to going into full time. Like they've decided they're making that leap. It's time to do it. How should they really get prepared and make that transition? I think if you're a freak about money like I can be, having a good cushion (laughs) in your personal savings and in your business is just good for your level of comfort and security. So having like three to six months in savings to cover all of your bills personally, three to six months in savings to cover all your business expenses, I think would be like an awesome goal to shoot for when you make the transition, because that'll just like give you some breathing room or just like a cushion to kind of weather the ups and downs of owning your own business. Like you expect this client work to come through and the client decides that they're going in another direction. I mean, there's just things that are out of your control. And if you have that income there, 
that will really help you to weather those storms. And I think just knowing that you're going to be scared <laughs> and expecting it and like accepting it. If I would have been more prepared for that, I think that, that things would have been a lot different. I mean, I just know I had to go through it and come out on the other side, but I think that that would have been helpful. But I, I really just think preparing financially is probably the biggest thing. And then scheduling in some of that fun time where you're like, hey, I'm going to go, you know, meet a friend for lunch in the middle of the day because I never used to get to do that. <laughs> like, like, just give yourself the freedom and the flexibility that that you get as your own boss. I think that that's big for when you first make the transition. And I, <laughs> this is just me, I gave my job like a seven month notice that I was leaving. And that was just because the role that I was in. But I think, you know, just leaving your day job on on good terms is important, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, you may want to maintain that relationship. I love that you mentioned that it can be scary, even though, I mean, you had been doing this for three years, you kind of knew that you had this business going and that you were making the money and that it was time and it was still scary. So I love that, you know, you're honest about that, that it's going to be scary no matter when you do that. Right. Like, I don't think there's like a perfect time to know that it's right. Everybody is going to know on their own for their own situation that now is the right time. And the moment I gave my notice, I was terrified for the words to come out of my mouth, you know? And then I masked the fear by overworking. I realized that now, you know, in the first half of, of that. And I think the important thing is to just acknowledge that it is scary and have a, have a support, a group of supportive people around you, whether that's a Facebook group, community of entrepreneurs, like what you've created to share that stuff and, and have people kind of cheer you on and coach you through it. It's that's huge. All right. So what encouragement would you give to a business owner who needs to stay at their full-time job for now, but finds it really draining or frustrating? I think it's important to really work on changing your mindset about the day job. I found my day job super draining and frustrating and something that one of uh, my mentors told me to do to change my mind about it was every single morning, get out a journal and write down 10 things that you are grateful for that your job enables you to have and 10 things that you like about your job. So I would get out a piece of paper and I'm like, I have an iPhone because I have this job and I have electricity and I like that there is a Keurig in the break room and I like that I don't have to pay for parking and just like all these things to really kind of, you know, center my mind on being okay with going there and then thinking like we've discussed earlier, you know, this day job is enabling me to build the business of my dreams. That's what's, you know, supporting me right now. And, you know, really just kind of changing your whole mindset around it so that you have the energy to sustain when you can't afford to quit because not everybody can afford to quit. Not everybody can afford to save up three to six months expenses, you know, to quit. So I think just making peace with it and becoming the best employee you can be while you're there, because that's just going to open up so many doors for you that you may not have even expected. Yeah, I love that advice. And I know 
before I left my full-time job to relocate, you know, there were days that I just went in and I was like, I just want to be done. But when I took the time to think about, you know, just staying here a couple months longer is allowing me to save up money. It's allowing me to have time to spend with my family and do all of that was really helpful. So I imagine doing that as a practice every morning can really shift that. And that mindset change is so helpful because you're right. If you hate your job and you go home at the end of the day, you're not going to want to spend time on something else because it's just really tiring. It is. It's physically exhausting to dread something or to dislike it all day. And another thing that my mentor had told me was like, if you don't get your mind right about this, you're going to take all that negative energy with you into this when it's your full-time business. And I could totally see that, like the resentment I had for my day job um, seeped into resentment I had for clients, you know, for demanding clients or Mm -hmm. different things where you're like, kind of almost in a victim role. Like I honestly, like there was a time where, you know, before I kind of figured out how to create money outside of one-on-one client work, I was like, oh, I can't do this because my day job's terrible. And I can't do this because my client's want too much and don't want to pay. It's like, no, I was in control of all of that. (laughs) I just didn't know how to take control of all of that. And once I figured that out and got my mind right around it, it changed everything. All right. So is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up this and get into uh, the questions that I ask everybody? I just think side hustlers are awesome. You know, I think like if you have the motivation to work full time and then grow this thing on the side, like just the fact that you're doing it, you're going to be successful. It, it might not go on the time frame that you think it is, but if you're, you know, you feel like it's kind of a grind, just keep moving forward because the fact that you're even doing it just tells me that you have the mentality and the drive to make it happen. Yeah. I admire those people so much. They are doing something that a lot of people wish they could do and don't have the motivation and the courage to do. So taking that on is a huge commitment, but it's, it's really something that pays off. Absolutely. And solo business owners too. I mean, it takes a whole level of courage that you, you surprise yourself when you actually like do it. And you're like, wow, I had that in me. That's pretty cool. Okay, so what are three action steps that listeners can take today to put in practice some of the things we've talked about? I think that figuring out your magic number is definitely one action step they can take. What do you want to make a month, a year, you know, realistically, not like the pie in the sky, you know, million (laughs) dollars, like what do you actually need to pay your paycheck, cover your business expenses and pay taxes? And having that realistic number kind of just gives you your North Star to kind of figure everything else out. Um, my second tip, if you are the kind of person that maybe isn't so in love with your day job right now, I would um, challenge you to journal, you know, your 10 likes and your 10 gratitudes <laughs> about your job every single morning so that you can really 
have more energy. That's really the benefit of it. It's like you don't have to fall back in love with your bad boss or anything like that. You can still want to leave. You can still plan to leave, but it's it's a way to protect your energy so that you can really have have more of it to grow your business. Um, and my third tip would be to really figure out how you can be creative with your schedule to grow your business. So whether that means, you know, shifting your day job hours, maybe you can come in a little bit later later and stay a little bit later. So you have a bigger chunk of time to work in the morning or, you know, being able to flex to take a day off a week or using some personal time once a month to have a work on your business day, trying to figure out creative ways to make more time for it, I think is is a good tip for anyone that's um, trying to build a business while they have a full-time job. Okay, thanks for sharing those. So I have a couple of questions that I ask to everybody that comes on the show. And the first one is, can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Oh, wow, that's a good one. So I do something called the free five-day website challenge where I teach how to build an entire website for free. Like everything that I would charge a one-on-one client $5,000 to do for them, I give away for free. And so many people go through that training and they're never going to buy anything from me. They're not going to buy any of the affiliate products that I recommend. They're not going to join my online courses or they're never going to hire me for any client work. But what they do is they go tell everybody they know about me. <laughs> and anytime someone in a Facebook group or online or a friend says, oh, I'm struggling with my website, they're going to be like, go see Shannon. Like, go take her challenge. It's awesome. And so giving away everything I know, not my time, but my knowledge, giving that away has been a huge traffic driver for me, really. I love that you did that in a smart way too, in that you're giving away your knowledge, but not so much your time. And I think that is what makes something like a challenge like that sustainable. Absolutely. Especially for service providers where, you know, you are selling a service that requires you to actually do something to fulfill it. If you can find a way to market yourself uh, that doesn't require your time and, and you can share your knowledge to show your credibility and your expertise and get people comfortable with what it's like to work with you, there's no bad that can come out of that. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Oh my gosh. I'm loving hot yoga right now. So I just started taking a hot yoga class in October and I never thought in a million years I'd like to walk into a hot steamy room (laughs) and sweat and do some yoga, but I actually really, really love it. It's just a nice, like, zen, calming break in the day, and I actually don't mind the heat anymore, which the fact that I'm even saying that is kind of crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other thing that I am loving right now is this notebook called The Rocket Book. I don't know if you have heard of this. It's like this plastic notebook the pages are plastic and it's almost got like a bullet journal type layout with the dots on the pages and you use an erasable pen and you like can take your notes or whatever and it's got a QR code on it. So you just snap a picture of it 
when you're done and it will email it, it will translate it into text and email it, or I save all my notes to my Google Drive. And then I can just go back through with this cloth that you get wet and you just erase all your notes. So I am freaking obsessed with this <laughs> because I have a tendency to like take notes. And once I feel like I've like, oh, I wrote down my to-do list, I feel like I've done it even though I haven't. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's out of my head. It's on paper. So it's done, right? No, it's not done. But So this thing forces me to like go through and make sure everything's taken care of before I erase it all and start over the next week. So it's pretty awesome. It's called Rocket Book. Cool. I have not heard of that, but I will check it out. Yeah, it was a Christmas present because it's one of those things. It's like $30 for a notebook, which I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But I will put it on my Christmas list. And my husband got it for me. So it's pretty awesome. Okay. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? I have been working really diligently on partnerships lately. So like pitching other podcasts, other entrepreneurs to just collaborate in some kind of way. So I am just very excited about all of the opportunities that are coming um, out of that. It's something that, you know, the very first pitch I sent, I was like sweating <laughs> like, <laughs> and my heart was pounding. Like, it's like, I'm not asking this person to like marry me. What am I so freaked out about? But it was like very nerve wracking to kind of like pitch myself. So I did it. it. I'm getting yeses and I feel like very excited to, to reach a whole new, you know, audience. Awesome. And my last question is where can people find with you online if they want to connect? Yeah. So you can check out my website. It's www.wp as in like WordPress dash BFF.com. So you can uh, join my free five-day website challenge there. And then I have like a Facebook group attached to that where there's, you know, 2,500 awesome people hanging out, helping each other with all their techie questions. And I'm in there all the time too. Instagram is the next best place at Shannon L. Mattern. But I'm honestly like, I feel like I don't understand how to use Instagram. <laughs> I'm like... So I'm probably not like I'll do random stories, but you know, I'm like, wait, what are all these notifications in these messages? I just feel like an old lady when it comes to Instagram. <laughs> I am honest, like I'm trying. So if anybody has Instagram tips for me, <laughs> DM them to me at Shannon L. Mattern and help me be a better Instagrammer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting about this. I know that it's going to be really beneficial for people who are side hustlers, but I think you shared a lot of wisdom for people who are just running a business and want to make sure that they're spending their time in an efficient way. Awesome. It was super fun talking to you and thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.